Radio Tatas. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it is the best. I mean, people are talking about it. And it's time to You know what you're listening to? The best place. The best place in the world. It's the valley between the mountains. It is Radio Tatas. Radio Tata. Good luck with Radio Tatas. You're listening to Radio Tatas. It's like TV Tatas, but boring. Radio Tatas! Radio Tatas is the name of the show, and uh, I like Tatas, and I like radio. Radio Tatas, it's good to be with you. Thank I you. love to... Show me your kitties. For real, though, like, Radio Tatas is very ambiguous, and you have, like, a lot of imaging that suggests boots are going to be seen. But I've listened to your podcast, and I've not seen any boots while this thing. Very disappointed. Not angry. Love you, man. Explosion. Welcome to Radio, Radio Tata. Tata House. Oh, who's that? You know who it is. Is that? That's not Lala. <laughs> it sounds like a. It sounds like Gollum. I'm not even gonna try to do a Gollum right now, but I want to. It's very mean of you. <laughs> Welcome to Radio Tata's episode 119. Can you believe it? I can't. <laughs> I can barely believe it. I'm Natalie, and uh, joining me is uh, Lala, who has her, let's just say her not-sexy voice is uh, taking a break this week, <laughs> and her, her, hmm, I don't know, how shall we call it, achy-breaky voice? That's not very nice. Well, how would you oh, describe your God. voice? <laughs> Lost, <laughs> gone. Um, it's it. It comes and goes. It's you know. Yeah, we've done a couple of uh, trial runs on something, and mm-hmm. it, it came and then it went and came back and. It's uh, great. Uh, we're just you know we'll press through. Yeah. Sorry, you have to listen to this, people. <laughs> Luckily, we have a pretty cool treat down. Down the road, that'll save yes. your voice yes. for, for us. Hi, Bob. <laughs> Hi, Bob's kids. Doug. It's always Should the, I translate? It's always the first word out of my mouth that's the worst. It's like my vo- voice has to get its footing yeah. every time I open my mouth. So if you notice... The first word of every sentence is always the worst, and then it gets better <laughs> as I keep talking. So I guess the goal is to just make me not stop talking yeah. at all. Oh my so gosh. I have to do a continuous sit. It's like writing without lifting your hand up off the paper. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drink your Ovaltine. <clears throat> hey, everyone. Important public service announcement. Mm-hmm. It's really important for you to spay or neuter your pets. And when you've done that, and you want to make sure that they get groomed by a reputable groomer, be sure to take them to our breasty groomer bunny. Because 
important. Yeah. Thank you. What she said. <laughs> Did I do it okay? Did I do it okay? Well. Did I nail it? Just a tip. Ah. But <laughs> yes. I think that you could say it with a little more feeling. Oh, okay. See how I did that for you? Yeah, thank you. Spay and groom and neuter or neuter or all. She's Do never, them all three. She's never going to get it. No, never going to get it, never going to get it. <laughs> well. Yeah. It's been a week. It <laughs> has been a week. <laughs> it has been You've had a rough a week. Yeah. How... How weak has it? Yeah, really. Uh, how long of a recovery period did you have from your last illness before you got hit with this one? Are we talking about when I had the flu? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about my back completely oh, seizing yeah. up on me? Um, there was almost like three weeks to a month between the flu and my back thing. There back thing actually overlapped with me waking up with one of the worst sore throats of my life. Yikes. Yeah. Mm. And then that just turned into what you hear now, which is my pretty much inability to breathe. Aww. Awesome. I'm very sexy. <laughs> I just sexy can't noise. stop looking in the mirror and touching myself because it's just so hot. <laughs> I was like, wow, you are a catch right now. You're like Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, just looking in the mirror. Yeah. You are the most handsome person, most beautiful person. You're the most beautiful person in this apartment that I'm alone in with my cat. (laughs) I miss the dog. Aww. I know. It just, it's, I've I've had to spend a lot of time at home since she passed, and it's been... Brutal. Mm. <clears throat> but mm. and on a brighter note, um, I'm alive. Yay. That would kind of suck if you weren't. Well, I don't know that for sure. That's true. But I can vouch for everyone and say it would suck. I'm sure there's somebody that would be like, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> no. Would there be? I don't know. Probably uh some co-host in the waiting that would be like, this is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know if I have to start taking applications. <laughs> I, from beyond Maybe the grave, I'll be like, Natalie, I died. Make sure you find a replacement before Sunday. Can't miss a week. <laughs> That's right. Taskmaster, I can't miss a week. <laughs> oh, oh, don't breathe in too hard. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> no, not you, me. Oh, that was okay. My, that was my inner dialogue. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing is right now I can't, like, I'll think really mean thoughts about someone and think that I've said them and then get paranoid. Oh, no. Because I'm on so many different medications. Mm-hmm. I think it's messing with my, well, yeah. plus lack of oxygen. And then I'll say things out <laughs> loud, and I'll be like, oh, I did say that out loud. <laughs> but I think I keep all the mean things in my head. Yeah. I hope. Let us know, everyone, <laughs> if she said anything mean out loud to you. <laughs> Not ever, like this week. Oh, okay. Let's narrow it down. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, well, 
Can I talk about something that's near and dear to my heart? No. Okay. We have a listener call. Oh, yay! Sorry, <laughs> do we have a listener call? Well, there's no point in asking me now. I've already told you. <laughs> we do. Yay! Yeah. Hey. Hello, this is Justin Valley. I just wanted to inform you that Kevin Owens will defeat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania on April 2nd for the United States Championship. You heard it here first on Radio Tata. I'm really tired. Bye. Well, I understood the last part. I didn't understand anything in between. Hello. Well, that's next weekend, apparently. Oh, is it? Okay. If my brain still knows what a calendar is. I've not finished my class. You I've still not... don't know. Wait, who did he say again? No idea. Hold on. Oh, no. No, we got it. I want to hear it again. Hello, this is Justin Valley. I just wanted to inform you that... Kevin Owens Kevin. will defeat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania on April 2nd for the United States Championship. You heard it here first on Radio Tata. Do they still wrestle? I'm really tired. <laughs> Bye. Wait, so Kevin Jericho. Do they Jericho. still wrestle? I swear to God, like 15, 20 years ago when I was paying attention to wrestling, these people were around, it seems. We'll defeat Jesse Owens. No, Jesse Owens, the Olympic track. Hey, I don't know this stuff. I don't know this stuff. Mm, you and Chad, <laughs> no God, Colton. This is becoming my newest favoritist bit. <laughs> Justin just calling and spouting this real quick wrestling stuff, and me just no idea. <laughs> I like playing the the dumb person. It's fun. So, so before you uh, tried to stomp over listener yes. calls, what were you going to talk about? Well, I I told you middle of the week that I really wanted to talk about the Senate confer- confirmation hearings of Judge Neil Gorsuch. Yeah, and you were like, "Huh?" <laughs> well, I was just like, "For real," <laughs> but okay. And it's so geeky. How many hours of um, like twenty seven hours? Let's of see, testimony I got about tw- yeah thirty thirty bullet points here. So most people should... start sawing their own arms off after about that long, don't they? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> Is that the misery? Is that the movie Misery? No, it's Oh, the hundred. Yeah, the hundred and yeah. hundred and twenty days. I assume that. The only reason somebody would watch all of those hearings would be because they were trapped <laughs> between a rock and a hard canyon place thing. No, I watched hard it canyon voluntarily. It was you. so <laughs> it was so cool. So I've always been really interested in watching Senate confirmation hearings of <laughs> Supreme Court nominees. Is that does that does she that make me really out to see Spain? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cool. Um, I don't. I think that my fascination probably started with debate in high school because mm-hmm. you know debaters turn into master. De- oh, I can't do that. I joke. was in debate. Yeah, they turn into lawyers and then they become judges, and it's a whole progression, you know. Or they become comics because, as you know, a lot of our our friends in the comedy community 
started as debaters. Hmm. I'm not sure I knew that. I think I only knew of one. Mm, yeah. Um, but it was, it's really, part of the thing that fascinates me is the way that a nominee is really, and they have to be really tight-lipped about opinions and how they would rule on things. And it's, it, it's this masterful dance, and mm-hmm. I love watching that dance. And I love how senators on both sides of the aisles try to advance their political positions through that dance. And to me, it gives an insight that you don't normally get in any other way. Mm. Like, for example, uh, Al Franken spent a lot, and Al Franken has become my God. I mean, watching him during the testimony and the questioning, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always liked him, like even back to the SNL days, but I just really didn't know what he was about as a senator. You never listened to his show on Air America? No, I didn't. Mm. No. Did you? How was... Well, I assume he was okay until the whole thing. It was okay. Thing. It was okay. Yeah. It was pretty good. Um, I used to listen to Randy Rhodes a lot, too, mm. on Air America. So, mm. But, yeah, I mean... So I actually didn't start watching the hearings until the second day. And the second day was when Franken started grilling about this Trans Am case, which has, in in layman's terms, been called the frozen trucker case. And (laughs) literally this trucker was, his truck was broken down and he was facing this decision, do I get out of this situation and get into warmth or... Do I stay and follow the rules of my company and stay with the broken down truck and risk my own life? And he made the judgment call of going away. Well, he was ultimately fired for making that judgment call. And so it's kind of a, well, who has the right? Is it the employer versus, you know, do you save your own life? And as a bleeding heart liberal franken was going at it as well you know what did you what do you think this case should have been decided and a lot of times the the democratic uh senators were going at this angle of gorsuch has ruled in opposition to majorities in a way that the typical bleeding heart liberal find would find offensive like a human rights versus employer and the big guy rights. Mm-hmm. And it's that dance is really fascinating to watch. You also get to hear from not just, you know, the Democrats, but the Republicans, mm-hmm. the way the way they'll say, well, we you know, we can't impose upon the judges the onus to they can't legislate. So it falls on us. And what I found interesting is the senators on the Republican side would fall on that sword a lot, saying, well, it looks like we have some work to do with our friends across the aisle to mm-hmm. legislate things because it's not our, you know, it's not Judge Gorsuch's position to legislate things. You know, he's just interpreting and applying the law as we have written it. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be a very interesting way to make a cop out, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I thought, was the ruling on the frozen trucker case? Uh, well, you know what? I feel bad. I don't actually know. <laughs> I just watched 
the discussion about it. Wow. <laughs> Seriously? I'm not a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's going to fact check us that's a lawyer. I don't, I'm not even sure it would take a lawyer to just find out who won. Well, I think he the the company, I think, won. Initially, it sounds like it went... I mean, if it went up in appeals, then yeah. that means that it was... Cha- I mean, obviously, they won initially. Yeah. It wouldn't be up for an oh, appellate man. question if... Should I have done my homework? No. <laughs> you were too busy watching the dance. Well, what was also funny about that case is, you know, it's it's a lot of time discussed. And then the next day is when our toddler in chief was in, in the big truck. I missed that. I didn't... Oh, that was hilarious. Was he in? What was he in? He was in a big rig. They had brought, <coughs> brought one up. I'm sorry. And, uh, I forgot under what pretense, but it was something about more jobs. And I have no idea, but it was really an interesting uh an interesting photo opportunity mm. the day after that was done. Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> what have I not said? Sounds like you said it all. Oh, the other, the yeah, just, um, but, I, but I have it. No, okay, so I, yeah, what, what is interesting is the way that you get insight about people's views on a whole multitude of topics, abortion, mm-hmm. um, employer rights versus employee rights, Mm -hmm. uh, unions, and um, gun rights, and yeah. The vote will happen on April 3rd, so I'll geek out around then. It sounds like the Democratic senators are going to filibuster the vote, so that's kind of a retaliatory, retaliatory move for Judge Garland not getting even a hearing at all. Yeah. And that was that's another element of the dance, the way that the Democratic senators would not in so many words say they were probably going to oppose mm-hmm. because they weren't getting the information out of Gorsuch. Uh, but really, it kind of it boils down to they're still pissed about the way Garland was treated. Yeah. So stay tuned, April 3rd. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Save yourselves. <laughs> Um, I'll be back talking about. <laughs> did you listen to any of the the hearings with Comey? I think it was either earlier in the week or the week before the FBI. No, I didn't. Mm. It was interesting. Yeah. If you want, if you're really into dancing, <laughs> there was a lot of. I can't comment on that. I can't comment mm. on that. I cannot comment on that. In other words, we are investigating the president of the United States Yikes. right now, and. We can't talk about this shit. Yeah, I've I've so, uh, just heard headlines about yeah. what's been going on in that department, and but there was a lot of in that line of questioning. They used it as a place to outwardly launch a lot of accusations mm. about things that looked very, very, very yeah. suspicious. Yeah. There's so. a lot of weird, like you've heard about the people in Russia that are very close, or excuse me, uh, a lot of opposition. Well, yeah, I have no one that like brought that dead. up to you the other day. Yeah. There was another one that turned up dead last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like at least seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Interesting. Yep. 
do we want to do? This is really exciting. Yes. Let's uh let's amp it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how much medicine are you on right now? I'm on none. Not enough. So, mm. guess what? We have a show to do. Let's do it. <clears throat> I'm sorry for the low energy people. I don't have any. <laughs> That's okay. We'll make all of our audio have the energy. I didn't even take a new picture of my ass to show you this <laughs> week. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. I appreciate the uh, the break. Hey. Hey. That's rude. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take a crack at you. Ah. Uh, <laughs> really good. Yeah. Love hanging fruit. Thank no, you. <laughs> Do we, did the boys give oh. us a call? Well, a boy gave us a call. You want to hear it? Or was it a man? Ooh, it's a man. He's a bossy man. Bossy. Natalie, Lala. Yes? Hey, ladies doing, all right? Oh, been better, better. I was wondering if, uh, if you girls weren't busy this summer, we could go camping, maybe, something like that. Mm-hmm. When I go camping, I like to go exploring. You know, I'll spend a whole day, six to eight hours, sort of just hiking and mm-hmm. thinking and maybe singing some songs to myself and just sort of trying to connect with with the earth, with myself. I'm not saying this because I want to brag or anything, but sometimes these halls are a little tough, a little tough to, to do by yourself. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping maybe both of you could come along. Both. When I get back both from my us? hikes, you could help me out. I would love it if you could have a drink ready for me. Oh. Personally, I'm a, a rum guy, so here's how I like to have the drink made. Mm-hmm. Take a pint glass, because I don't want you to have to make two, so we'll just start with the big ones right well, off the bat. Okay. Fill that pint glass with ice. Go about halfway, maybe two-thirds with the rum. I'll bring the rum. I know what I like. I know the good stuff. Cirrhosis. And then also (laughs) having the cooler, some seltzer. Top it off. And then uh, cut up a lime. You know, give me like a nice quarter wedge. Squeeze that lime in there. Bossy. So this is what we'll do. Mm -hmm. You'll hear me make this call from out in the woods. <laughs> and that'll be enough time for you to start making the drink and have it ready by the time I get back. Oh. I don't know. To me, it sounds like a nice time. How about you, ladies? All right, I'll let you get back to me. Bring the kids if you know any. It's what? never too soon to start teaching them how to make a drink oh. the right way. You know, I mean, we have to think about who's going to take care of things down the road. I'll see you, ladies, next time. This has been your testosterone injection. Bring the kids. Wow. Only the girls. That's woman's work. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. Well, wow. That was enjoyable. That was in a, in, in a bossy. 1950s pre, sort of way. Pre-ERA kind of way. Are we post-ERA yet? <laughs> well, we? that's a good point. We're not quite there yet. Thank you, James. <laughs> yeah. Anything you say, whether it be sexist or not, <laughs> in that voice and in that accent is okay with me. Because <laughs> mm. 
as I do, I just ignore what I don't want to hear and keep going. Yeah, kind of like that cattle call, camel call in the middle of that. Cattle call? <laughs> do you know, oh, I shouldn't bring this up on air. One of my friends on Facebook got certified as an official inseminator and palpator. <laughs> she goes to A&M. And oh she has gosh. a certification. So she was wow. like, if your herd uh-huh. needs uh, uh, servicing. Services. That's what she said. Uh-huh. If your herd needs servicing, hit me up on a DM. I was like, oh my God, this is the most wow. bizarre <laughs> congratulatory post I've ever seen. So if your herd needs inseminating, I know a gal. (laughs) It's always good to know a gal who's a master at inseminating. Hey, what's more equal rights than a a woman that can get a cow pregnant? (laughs) Don't inseminate the bull. (laughs) You almost ruined your own microphone. I know. With my mouth. Oh, goodness. That sounded bad. Uh, well, well, what? Yeah. What the fuck is Dave saying this week? Mm-hmm. Dave did give us a call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Tatas, what do you call a bunch of fucking shit-mouthed losers that have a worse record than the Washington Nationals do against the Harlem Globetrotters? You call them fucking Republicans. These bumbling Keystone cop politicians spent seven years and something like 61 votes, give or take, counting this one, trying to repeal the ACA, and they still couldn't get it done, and they had the fucking majority. Holy shit, this is better than Christmas. (laughs) Trump, who hates losers, is the biggest fucking loser I've seen in my goddamn life. What with his Muslim ban being blocked by two federal judges, and now this. Holy shit, girls. I want to reanimate Michael Jackson's corpse and eat popcorn with him while we watch Trump's stupid budget crash and burn like the steaming pile of shit it is. What's next? Is Rick Perry going to pull a Homer Simpson and cause a national nuclear meltdown? Fucking idiots. (laughs) Wow. Short and sweet. Uh, Lala? Yes. Are you able to tell us what the fuck Dave is saying? I think so. Um, I think what Dave is trying to say is that this week, I believe it was either Thursday or Friday, the Health Care Act that was supposed to uh, replace Affordable Care Act, the ACA, mm-hmm. um, was going to be brought for a vote. This was kind of touted as you know, the president's baby mm-hmm. and um Paul Ryan's job was to get it passed through. And upon seeing that it was going to fail miserably because they did not even have the support of their own party, um, and despite having the majority, um, they were not going to get it through. So Ryan ended up having to pull the bill rather than, I mean, I guess it's to save face. It was going to fail anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Ryan's leadership is being called into question. Um, he is facing a lot of the same things that um, his predecessor. Um, oh, my God. I'm blanking on his name right now. Oh, man. Tan man. Um, uh, shoot. Crap. 
I just boner, I, boner, boner, boner. boner. <laughs> I start with he's, boner. He's facing the yeah. same exact challenges that Boehner faced, yeah. and that you know, um, he's he's got to be able to appeal to the moderate mm-hmm. Republicans, and the moderate Republicans are not buying some of this shit. Um, and you know, with the party kind of being divided on in it, on itself right now. He is facing a lot of the same difficulties, and some, you know, people are already calling for his resignation, and they're mm-hmm. saying that that's not going to happen. But they, they want him replaced. Um, but uh, you know, the latest one was Judge Jean Pirro or whatever, who's oh. now a, a correspondent on Fox News or something, and it's like, well, who cares? Yeah. But you know, it still kind of echoes what people are already thinking is that this was a big major failure. Um, in this attempt, you know, and with with some other of the president's babies legislation coming up for votes soon, it, it's, it's going to, you know, be interesting to watch. Yep. Also, what Dave is trying to say, because he wanted to clarify some things, yeah. is cool. FYI, the Nationals breast the Globetrotters once in the 1970s on accident. <laughs> they were playing as a team from New Jersey. B, not breast. Not that there's anything wrong with breasts. In fact, they're pretty cool. <laughs> Unless you're not into chicks. I guess then there's some indifference involved. <laughs> That's great. And that is what Dave is saying. <laughs> I warned him because he sent me, he wanted to give me a little background on his Nationals reference. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to include this in the translation then because that's pretty priceless. Yeah. He's like, sweet. <laughs> Yay. How'd I do? Well done. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time for the mm. Mm. Matt moment. I'm not prepared with any Matt <laughs> Uh, I didn't prepare. Okay, then we don't have a minute. We don't have one. Hey, Lala. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you listening to since you can't talk a lot? I know. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked so naturally. Um, <laughs> you remember a couple of weeks ago, and maybe three weeks ago, when James, yeah. our friend from New Jersey, yeah. was on the program? Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about this tape artist from Jersey City named Kate Hester, and I said, wow, it would be really great to get to talk to her, and she agreed. (gasps) So, without further ado, my interview with Kate Hester, tape artist. Okay, let's give this a try. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Two zero. <laughs> ah, here we go. Hello. Hi, Laurel. Yeah, Kate. Can you hi, hear me? Hi, it's Kate. Yes. Hi. How Yay. are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm sorry for all the baloney it took in order for us to get in touch with each other. That's okay. Don't worry about it. I just appreciate you doing this. No, no problem. I appreciate you asking me. I'm very grateful. Oh, so just to give you a little background, I do, and this will 
be aired as is. We don't do a whole lot of editing in post unless you tell me you said something horrible and you need to take it out. But other than that, <laughs> it's it's going to be us just having a conversation. Uh, but we do this show called Radio Tatas, and we've been doing it for about two and a half years now. And it's mostly just silliness and comedy stuff. And but we also interview people occasionally. We have friends come through and. Um, we have a side project called Comedy Wham where we focus on comedy a lot. And so we've I've been kind of shifting my my brain to the arts more and things lately. Sure. And um, so we had a couple of guests on that uh, are on WFMU there in Jersey City. Yes. And so we had uh, Dave Hill on recently, and we also had uh, James Fernandez on. And when James was on, I started talking about, because he said it's in Jersey City, I said, there is this artist that I have followed on Instagram for like a couple of years now, and she's amazing, and everyone needs to know about her. And <laughs> we've seen this spike suddenly in our demographics from that area now and I'm like well why don't I ask her if she'll talk to us yeah definitely (laughs) definitely I love WFMU yeah it's all good people there I'm friends with a lot of people there oh very cool very yeah Yeah. it it becomes a small world once you start uh getting to know people in that scene it seems like Mm -hmm. so um but yeah, I've like I'm like maybe someone will hear this and get to go see all the shows that I've wanted to go see of yours that I haven't been able to get out of Texas to see. Oh, cool. And you're in Austin? <laughs> I am. Oh, cool. I used to live in Austin only for like 9 months though. Oh, really? What brought you yeah. here? Yeah. Uh, a boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh It did not work out, but the city was lovely. Yeah, it's uh yeah. It's still lovely. It's changed a lot, um, uh-huh. but but I still love it. Um, yeah, it's a great city. It is. I, do you ever get back here? No, I haven't been back there since two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know the city was great to me, and it was great to my art. Like awesome. my art fit in greatly. Yeah, I got into lots of shows. I sold out. I. I made a lot of good friends there mm-hmm. but you know the it was the lack of public transportation uh, yeah. in Austin that brought me back to Jersey City in the long run because I just couldn't I can never seem to afford a car it's still pretty terrible here um yeah. it uh, it's it's better I you know I take it here and there when especially when I have something downtown but uh-huh. for the most part yeah, we're we're a car people, and it's really hard yeah. to get. It, it's really hard to get the city planners to unlatch from that. Crutch. Sure, and yeah, and you know what? The bus system isn't so bad, but once it's like a hundred and nine degrees oh. in the summertime, <laughs> which lasts it's about like it eight months, this kind of different story. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like okay, there's no shelter, there's no shade here. Right. I'm kind of melting, so <laughs> it makes this forty-five minutes seem to be a lot worse. <laughs> than it is but you know the restaurants and the music culture there and yeah. the art scene there it was very good to me yeah so I do I did love Austin but you know things did not work out for me romantically there uh, so I, I, I did come back yes <laughs> maybe I should but, go there no um yes. <laughs> uh, yeah no food wise it's still a big foodie city I think a food truck just opened in my bathroom while we were talking so it's uh, <laughs> it's that hasn't changed but um well, so okay, so you used, you lived here for a while, but you yes. are. Did you grow up? Were you born in New Jersey? 
Yes, I was born in Jersey City, New Jersey, and then I guess my family was part of what you call the Great White Flight uh-huh. of the early 70s when um, things started to get pretty bad with, um, apparently, according to my father, who is a known exaggerationist. <laughs> As are black, most. Yes. A, the Black Panthers bombed the police station that was across oh. the street from our house. So that may or may not have happened. I've never Googled it or I've never looked up city records <laughs> as to whether or not the Black Panthers actually ever bombed anything next to our house. But that apparently forced my family to move to Flemington, New Jersey, mm-hmm. which was a sweet little quiet rural farm town back in the 70s. Now it's all outlets and luxury condos, of course. <laughs> of course. But yes. But yes, I've lived in New Jersey all my life, except for the nine-month exception of Austin, <laughs> of Texas. Austin. Yes. Um so, and I think I read somewhere that you started out as a photographer. Is that right? Yes. I went to the Fashion Institute of Photography for in New York City for photography. And all throughout my teenage years, photography, like I was the school photographer for everything. Oh, and, wow. you know, whenever girls wanted their pictures taken, they would come to me and, you know, I would take everybody's pictures. And it was like I was this great big fish in a teeny tiny pond and Mm -hmm. I was the best photographer around and then I went to FIT and I was the you know the little star at FIT at the time because they only accept like a certain number of kids a year Mm -hmm. and then I stepped out into the real world and (laughs) I did okay yeah you know I I wasn't like getting the covers of Harper's Bazaar like I wanted or shooting Kate Moss like I wanted but I got a very very nice comfortable job at the J Crew catalog where I was I was photographing shoes and socks and bikinis for on mannequins for a good eight years. And it was a lovely living Mm -hmm. and, and it was great. You know, I was, it was still back in before the digital age, we were still using eight by 10 and four by five cameras, which Mm -hmm. I loved. And I loved the dark room. It was the good old days of the time. Yeah. And then, yeah. I'm a huge black and white photography fan. And there's just something about digital that I don't know. I still don't, it just, you know, as like it's like the year, like September, the year 2000 came around, and then September 11th came around, and the digital photography fully kicked in all over the place. Mm-hmm. And between that, between the September 11th terrorism happening just blocks away from our photo studio, oh, wow. and the switch over to digital, my brain couldn't handle it. I was just like, you know what? I'm out. This is no longer joyful to me. Yeah. I don't understand megabytes. I don't understand megapixels. I don't understand white balance. Like, what is all this stuff? This is not what I went to school for. This is all brand new to me. And, you know, I felt, you know, I saw my brain still had visions of people jumping out the window. And so oh, I was okay. like, you know what? I need out. I need to get out of here. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. at the time, I was married to somebody who made a decent living. So I was able to just quit mm-hmm. my job and be like, I'm just going to figure out what I want to do, which is like a total luxury. And luckily, you know, my husband at the time was nice enough to let me do that. So, awesome. yeah, so I quit that. And then a couple of years went by and I, you know, I started, I had this big giant box of black masking tape, which I use for darkroom use only, like black darkroom tape. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much just like a thick black sticky paper. Right. Like when people are like, what, what is it you work in? I'm like, black masking tape. They don't really get it. It's really just sticky black paper that comes in a roll. Right. It's really the best way to explain it. 
So I started messing around with this in my house, you know, just keep myself busy. And my husband at the time was also an artist. Mm -hmm. So if he were to come home from busting his ass at his job all day long, I could at least have some sort of something done to show for me sitting on my ass all day. And I was like, oh, in reality, I watched Law and Order all day long. (laughs) And then a half hour before he came home, I whipped this thing out, black tape (laughs) to keep him happy. You know, like, oh, look what I worked on all day. So, and it worked. And and then I started, you know, I ended up getting a show with these pieces, with these black masking tape things I was making, which was mostly fashion-based. It was like, uh-huh. you know, Kate Moss and black masking tape and, or some Harper's Bazaar photo shoot that I recreated in masking tape. And then I started going into my own slides back before, you know, because this was still back then. It was like, oh, I had all these slides. I'd put on my slide projector and go through all these old model shoots I did and I would recreate all these girls that I photographed in masking tape oh, wow. and I ended, up, I ended up getting a show with it and I ended up selling this stuff that's so, incredible you gave your old work new life yes in a totally exactly. new medium was, yeah taking my old skills that kind of burned me out because you know what even back before September 11th and the studio started closing like I was kind of miserable and stressed out like deadlines mm-hmm. When you have an actual photography job, like you have deadlines and you have bosses and art directors and creative directors to answer to, stuff is very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see that sucking the joy out of something that you once loved. It definitely did. And like, uh, you know, the catalog season revolves around Christmas time. So... Mm-hmm. July through September is when you shoot all that stuff. And it's like, you have no summer you're working these 80 hour weeks, you're eating pizza and Chinese food and you're miserable and your bosses hate you and you hate them. And <laughs> it's just like, it just gets ugly. And it's like, I don't ever want to touch a camera again. I don't ever want to do anything involving this again. Yeah. But, you know, I find that that probably seeps into every career. Mm-hmm. Because literally before every one of my big art shows, I and I can't stand touching tape anymore. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. So my <laughs> last show, I hate this. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not staying up till 4 a.m. ripping masking tape into tiny bits ever again. <laughs> but then you end up doing it again. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, what you've come out with is just so lovely. I would, I would, I understand if you ever decide to walk away from it, but man, I'd be crushed because it's, it's just, it's, it's funny because, you know, everything that I've seen from you is, is on Instagram. I can't even imagine what it's like in person, but I'm so drawn to it. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you like it so much. Thank you. So, um, what, what made you, I've, I've seen other masking tape artists since I've been following you, but I, a lot uh of it is because. Uh, you know, you've referred people to other artists, friends of yours. Was Uh it a medium that people were already working with or did you kind of start this? No, I did definitely did not start this. Apparently, according to the internet, (laughs) I'm not sure if I started this or not. I don't think I did back in the day before. Well, Facebook was still very, very, very brand new. Mm -hmm. I remember my ex-husband being like, oh, I went on this thing called Facebook and it's so cool. All my friends from high school are on there. You should join. (laughs) And I was like, and it was, it was definitely like 2007 maybe. And I was like, I do not want to see anybody from high school. That Mm -hmm. sounds terrible. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I'm fine the way we are. I don't need to join anything like that. But Flickr was the thing I was really into. 
because mm -hmm. Flickr was around, I think, before Facebook. Maybe I'm not sure about that. But I was on Flickr, mm -hmm. and I had my masking tape art page there, and the hashtags were brand new, or you, it might have been called something else, but right. But there was a way to tag your photos with all these different titles, mm -hmm. and I would always put tape art, masking tape art, blah blah blah. And there was this one other guy in Berlin who became friends with me through that tag mm -hmm. and we kind of followed each other. I think now, I follow him now. Yeah. Yes. He's kind of huge now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, his name, um, was, uh, uh, I can't forget what it is, but it's something Berlin. And I think it's like uh, he type had, over Berlin or something yes, on, on something like that. Uh -huh. And, uh, and he got an article about him in uh like juxtaposed magazine or something big mm -hmm. and uh i don't think he's taped over oh, what did he call himself oh geez i can't remember it's been a long day Hang on, I but my... um right <laughs> but keep talking it, keep talking tape tape art in berlin seems to, tape art seems to be huge in berlin oh wow there seems to be a lot of tape artists coming out of berlin according to instagram anyway uh, there's, there was my guy, there was tape, there's taped over, there's a girl, a couple girls out of Berlin. Um, so Berlin seems to be the place to be if you're a tape artist. <laughs> so, but their stuff seems to be, uh, much more linear, like straight, a lot of straight lines mm -hmm. or a lot of exacto knife carving. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like my stuff is a lot more like hand torn, roughed edges, not so mathematical. Right. You, Even though their stuff has merit and is very good. Do you find there's sort of something cathartic about hand tape, tearing the tape as you're working? or? Yes, yeah, I do. I, I do feel like the the having my hands on it through the entire process and mm -hmm. the edges being more ripped, it gives it a warmer feeling, mm -hmm. uh, like a less mathematical, a less like completely clean, crisp feeling, like having the hand-torn edges. Right. Yeah, so a lot of my portrait stuff is all hand-torn and everything, but I found in the past recent years, I have started using knives for, like, my lines and my background stuff, sure. which is which is new for me. I, I've never done that before. I was hired to do this job, and it required a ton of super clean cut lines, and it was mm -hmm. the first time I'd ever used tape. Was it, like, an installation or? No, that was for, actually, it was for a very unique project. Um, it was this person who I know wanted to write a book about Salvador Dali oh, wow. and like this certain part of his life. Yeah. And he wanted me to illustrate it. And so um, a lot of the, I was going on, I don't want to give too much away about their project. Sure. They haven't released it yet, but um, it was based on something Dali wrote. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, I was supposed to illustrate these things he was coming up with. Okay. So I, uh, a lot of it involved rooms and these like grand spaces within a building. Mm -hmm. So it was going to require a lot of like straight heavy duty lines. So I started uh, using the knife just for the floorboards and the walls and the ceilings and stuff like right. that. And um, it was an exciting project um, because the, they had to get permission from the Salvador Dali estate oh, and wow. the Salvador Dali estate had to approve the images. So I was, you know, they approved my images, which was this huge honor. Like, oh my God. Of course. Yeah. Love my that images. would be yeah. amazing. 
yeah, it was, it was really great. And I was excited that they loved the images and they loved, they approved my images. But then of course the, uh, the book ended up going in another direction mm. at the end of the day. They wanted more of a comic book feel and in order for me to do a comic book type thing, a whole book mm-hmm. with masking tape would probably take me 12 years to complete. Yeah, I was or something say, that's, that's a, that is a lot of, yes. I could see you walking away after that and being like, I'm yes. never touching tape again. I was like, I, unless you're willing to pay me like a hundred thousand dollars and wait 10 years for this thing, it's never going to happen. So, but I understood, you know, I understood right. the author's vision did require something more com- com- complicated than what I could provide yeah. for him so it wasn't like a big deal and I'm you know it's all good I was just honored to have been asked and yeah. honored to have received the approval from the Dolly estate that is pretty cool but it was also a big giant lesson in my limitations yeah because my ego wanted it so bad mm-hmm. I wanted my name on that book I wanted to do those illustrations so bad but reality was like you can't yeah this, yeah. this, you can't do it. You can't do it. And the author deserves somebody who can do it. Yeah. That's, I, it's amazing how those lessons kind of come to us. I, I had a recent, I can't really disclose much about it, but I had a, an incident recently that happened like that. It was like, yeah, this would be so amazing, but mm-hmm. in the long run, I just have to let it ride, you know? Yep. Gotta let it go. <laughs> Do you typically draw things out first or do you work things out in your head and then just make them happen? How, how does that work for you? Well, I, I kind of have my, I kind of like have my secret, but I'm willing to like, it's funny because the more and more people who get curiosity about my work and want to ask me about it, like the more and more I can't like hold a secret. <laughs> but what I do is I draw it all ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I draw it out or I take the photo of myself mm-hmm. Or I'll just yank something random off the internet mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll do my best to find the photographer or the illustrator and be like, look, is it okay if I do a rendition of this in my own style with masking tape? Nice. 99.9% of the time they say yes. Sometimes they say no and then I don't do it. Or I just can't find them at all. So I say, hey, it's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're not around for me to ask right? for permission, then I'm just going to do it. And I'm not flat out copying. I will definitely alter it. Right. But I'll, I'll find an image, whether or not if it's my own or something I got permission to use or something that the person's not findable, mm-hmm. I will take it, I'll draw out some sort of version of it on my own, and then I will use a projector and I'll project it onto the canvas. Oh, okay. And then gotcha. I will rip up all the masking tape into a thousand little bits and <laughs> fill in the spaces and do the shading with the tape. Yeah. So... So I, you know, I told you I already loved your work, but then I found out this other thing about you probably not very long after starting to follow you. And I I honestly cannot remember how I came across you on Instagram. I think someone had shared, had like reposted or something, one of your works, but I found out not long after following you that you were a huge Pixies fan (laughs) Yes, and that you had done a whole project (laughs) called Caribou based on the Pixies and I am a gigantic Pixies fan. So I was like, Oh my God, now I, I'm really I sold. I think that's how we found each other was through Charles's Instagram. Page. Possibly, possibly. But I was just yes. like, I was like, Oh my God. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you like it. That's amazing. Um, you ended up meeting them, didn't you? Yes. 
um, it's, it's, if anything is ever the big payoff mm -hmm. for the back and posture problems I have that this <laughs> masking tape art has brought me is being meeting and befriending the Pixies is the biggest payoff. Yes. Cause I am an obsessed Pixies fan. Mm -hmm. It's true. And it's funny because when I'm around those guys, I try to act so cool. Like I try to be so cool. I try to be like, oh, hey, yeah, what's up? It's no big deal. I don't care. Look how great and normal I am when I'm like actually dying on the inside. You're like, do not fangirl. Do not yeah, fangirl. Exactly. I'm like, I'm cool. You're cool. You're cool. You're not about to have diarrhea. You're not about to throw up. You're cool. Just be cool. So. That Luckily, is awesome. those things have happened. But, yeah, this it's a couple funny stories. Like, what happened was Sean Rayburn. Do you know Sean Rayburn? I don't. Okay, well, he did the the Pixies book, and he um, helped a lot out with the Pixies documentary, The Loud, Quiet, Loud. Mm -hmm. And he also uh, was the producer of the Pix a couple of the Pixies tribute albums. Well, the one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a good friend of the band. He handled the Pixies Facebook page and all this stuff. So because he did the Pixies tribute album, he had a Google, Google alert set up for Pixies tribute. Oh, wow. Okay. So when I, yes. Yeah, so after like a year and a half of working on my Pixies show, like, you know what? I've always wanted to do this show. I, you know, my favorite bands, I, I want to illustrate because I'd been listening to the albums for 20 years at that point. And, mm -hmm. you know, on my headphones, like, you get the visions in your head and you see the things you see when you hear the music. Yeah. I was like, I need to put this all on a canvas somehow. And if it's corny, it's corny. And if it's not, it's not. I don't care. So I'm going to do it. Because, you know, I don't really have any other friends who are diehard Pixies fans. That's so I had, strange. <laughs> yeah. I had, like, one friend who was. And that was about it. And... Um, my ex-husband was also a huge Pixies mm -hmm. fan, but I introduced them to him. So he knew everything I knew. So it was hard to find. You, you just don't run into huge Pixies fans right. all over the place. Right. It's not like the other terrible bands. Yeah. So I put this show together and the, my local town paper uh, wrote an article about the show. And so Sean Rayburn got the Google alert for Pixies tribute. <laughs> oh, and then wow. and he's friends with the whole band. Yeah. Like he's known the band for a million years. Mm -hmm. So he sends me this email and he was like, Hey, you know, I got your, I got a Google alert about your show. <laughs> and we saw, I saw the artwork and it looked great. And I forwarded it to the band and they love it. And they want you to come to the show and they want to meet you and thank you for the art show and all this stuff. And it was like nine in the morning when I got this. My poor boyfriend works nights. He's sleeping in the same room and I'm opening my email. And I just start screaming. I just couldn't believe it. Like, right. like can imagine like, holy shit. Like, seriously? Is this really happening? Yeah. So I, I can believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I would have woken the dead at that point. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And so I'm always afraid of jinxing everything. So I didn't put it on Facebook. I didn't like run around and announce it to all my friends. Right. Oh my God, the fucking pixies invited me to goddamn meet them. I can't goddamn believe it. Like just like losing my fucking mind. So I tried to play it cool and play it legit. And then Sean 
suddenly I got this email. Charles, I guess Charles had given my email to Sean. Uh, Sean had given my email to Charles or whatever. And then I got this email that's like, my wife and I are in the process of moving, but we'd love to come see your art show. So then I was like double shitting myself. Like, oh my God, how is this all really happening? <laughs> so, you know, the show was like two months away. So my art show came and went and I, I befriended the Pixies on Facebook and whatever. And that was, that was all good enough. Like I could have done stopped there it would have been great so if the show my art show was in august and the concerts that i was invited to were like in november so mm-hmm. it was a couple it was a while to go so the the show came and i've i'm a very anxious person in general i'm kind mm-hmm. of a nervous wreck so i was like sick to my stomach like the day of this concert <laughs> like i can't believe i'm going to meet the fucking pixies and, you know this was kim deal was still there yeah i you know that type of thing so it's just like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? I'm going to throw up everywhere. And my poor boyfriend's trying to call me down. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be fine. It's going to be fine. So we show up. It was in Asbury Park. We show up, and Charles was stuck in traffic. Uh, he was having dinner with a friend that night. So mm-hmm. he got stuck in traffic. So I couldn't meet him. Um, Kim wasn't in the mood to come out of her bus. So Sean took me up to the back dressing room, and there was Joey. He was you know, bright and everything and practicing his chords. And David was out cold on the couch because he was exhausted. And Sean was like, Hey guys, this is the masking tape artist. And Joey immediately was like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? It's nice to meet you. David's like sleeping on the couch and Sean goes over and like bump. And no, Joey goes over to David was like, Hey, wake up. The tape girl's here. And I was just like, Oh, I felt so terrible. I was embarrassed. And I felt terrible for them waking him up. I was just like, oh, like in my mind, this was different. <laughs> right. <laughs> it didn't involve me like disturbing you from like your sleep that you you need to get while you're right. on tour. Oh, man. Well, but, you know, I could meet Joey yeah. and die. I, I love yes. him so much. The they time, were so wonderful. The time that I saw them in Austin, they played Austin Music Hall, and it was when they were doing their uh, – anniversary the the full um the do little. little yes and it happened to be joey's birthday and so his oh. parents were there too and oh, i was like nice. oh that's yeah that's, that's nice um, yeah that's great but yeah so um what new projects are you working on right now that you can talk about well, I'm I'm working on yeah nothing secret right now. Okay. Um, I have a big installation at this great uh, space in Newark, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, Newark, New Jersey has this very strong up and coming art scene. It's been up and coming for a long time, but Newark still, uh, you know, the name still has a uh, kind of like bad connotation to it. People think crime. People think car thefts and murder. Um, it was for a while like the murder capital of the world and then it was like the car theft capital of the world (laughs) but it's like you know I did a big installation there a few years ago and I found like human teeth on the sidewalk like right I was like what the hell is going on but the fact of the matter is it really is turning around the art scene is up and coming there's some really amazing galleries popping up in the Nork scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a couple of really well-known artists and musicians are mo- buying loft spaces there and stuff like that. So Nork is, it's come a long way. Awesome. And, 
Yes. So there's a space called the Living Incubator Performance Space, Mm -hmm. which is like we call it the Lips Gallery for short. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to be doing a big installation there. It's a a pretty big space and the whole thing's going to be mine. So I'm going to have stuff hanging from the ceiling and going directly on the wall and, and that type of thing. Very nice. When is this? Uh, this will be in the middle of May is when the opening mm-hmm. is. Uh, I will have what's called a residency there, which means I'm going to be doing all the work there for like the month instead mm-hmm. of doing it at my studio and then transferring it at the last minute. Right. I will be working there, like creating everything there. Very cool. And yeah, so that opens. The residency starts April. Mm-hmm. And technically, like you're allowed to come visit or like check it out while I'm working. <laughs> come watch residency. you like you're in a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, if you're weirding me out, I'm going to ask you to go. Do not feed the artist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, do not gawk or weird out the artist. I'll ask you to leave. That's incredible. Well, I will, this will post, um, our podcast will post on Sunday. So this will be up on Sunday, but we'll also occasionally as the show gets closer, remind people since we actually have people that listen out that way now. Um, Awesome. And if I ever get to leave Texas again, I will make my way up and find out what show you have going. Um, if you hear it right now, my voice is completely shot because I no problem. woke up with a completely sore throat. And I was like, I am doing this interview. I do not care what I have to do. I went to the doctor. <laughs> thank you. I was like, I am and thank doing you for this. your patience with me, no. too. I, I didn't mean to keep pushing you back and back no, and back. No, so you've been that. amazing. And I just oh, appreciate good. you taking the time to to talk to us and again our show is called radio tatas if you ever want to check out our silly ridiculousness you're welcome to yeah i'd love to um but yeah we will keep uh, an eye out for what's going on with you and and promote the heck out of you and all my uh wfmu friends or as as the dave hill people make me say wfm nudes i don't know why don't ask me um uh, they uh, they can go down there and check you out. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Laurel. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great, great evening. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What'd you think? Wow. She's awesome. She spent time in Austin. I know. That's really crazy. Nine months. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm glad to know the city was at least nice to her. Yeah, right. I was like, ooh, okay, good. Um, Yeah, boys will always suck eventually, but... (laughs) Right. But Austin, as long as Austin treated you well. No, she was amazing. So, guys, um, I will keep you uh, abreast of (laughs) um, her show as it progresses. I think the residency starts on April 2nd. You can go down and watch her work for a while. Wow. Um, and then I think in May, I'll, I'll get you the dates as it comes, um, uh, will be the, the opening, mm-hmm. but, um, I really want to get up there and see her stuff sometime. Her, I just, I'm fascinated with her work and just the whole story of her meeting the pixies and everything. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed following her and, and her work. And after talking to her, I'm just, I'm smitten kitten. Oh yeah. So yeah. I think she's great. I love the story that she just, 
didn't she actually started it because she didn't want to get in trouble for staying at home yeah during the day and that it's was like sweet. this gift that she has and yeah. turned it into something you know amazing mm-hmm. for others to enjoy yeah she's a delight so guys yeah. get out there any of you who are listening from that area please go Go check out her work because I can't right now. Yeah. Do it for me. <laughs> do it for me. And also life. do it because she's really good. So Can people see her stuff online? Yeah. You can follow her at Instagram. Um, it is, I think I will spell it because she spells her name a little differently. Mm. Um, it is Kate Tape. And it's K-A-Y-T underscore T-A-P-E. And that is her account with all of her her works. And and it'll, you know, show information, updates, and things like that. That's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find her at katehester.com. And I think she also has another website that's like the tape artist. But I'm not sure. Hmm. I'll find out and get those links to you but um yeah she's really 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 talented yeah so i was reading some stuff about you know and it's hard to sometimes see on instagram but sometimes she'll tear the tapes in different ways and and add it in layer it and it'll add textures Mm -hmm. to the work as well and i was like oh god (laughs) she did some stuff i think um around moby dick and things and and a lot of the waves and the, you know, things had. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm fascinated. So. Well, major props and thanks. I thanks. mean, for her to agree to interview with this random podcast in Austin. I know you've been following her for a long time, so I she know, knows you. But, but still, it's it just sweet. like, I'm like, hey. Yeah. Good job. Random question. <laughs> and you, you had your voice at the time. I so did. Was I was. That was. I had woken up that morning. That's right. <clears throat> with, I think I mentioned in the interview. Yeah. I woke up with a sore throat that morning, and I was like, "I am not canceling this." <laughs> and um, and I was I was okay. And then the next morning is when what you hear yeah. started settling in, mm. and some like, "Oh, I'm so glad we did it when we did." <laughs> All cool. right. Well, if you're only listening for that interview, turn it off, because <laughs> everybody else's favorite time of the week. Welcome to Track Report. Welcome, everyone, to live coverage of the Senate confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Neil Gorsuch. We're taking a look at the highlights from the hearings, and with us live is senior NPR Supreme Court correspondent Nina Totenberg. Nina, welcome. Thank you, Natalie. It's a pleasure. Nina, tell us about the highlights of what you heard during the Judiciary Committee's hearing with Judge Gorsuch. Well, Natalie... Judge Gorsuch was asked a number of times how often he presided over cases resulting in a hung jury because of the evidence that was tainted. Oh, interesting. And how many times was it? It was 69 cases of a hung jury due to tainted evidence. That's pretty much pubic, I mean, public record. I don't know why the committee asked this question, though. Hmm. 
Well, Nina, we know you're a classy reporter. Let's talk about a different kind of excited utterance. Let's talk about the number of times that Senator Grassley banged his gavel. Natalie, Senator Senator Grassley, excuse me, I have a cold, banged his gavel at the opening and close of the day's committee hearing. There was no more banging going on. Did you seriously think I, Nina Totenberg, would be interested in how much banging was going on? Uh, Of of course not, Nina. Uh, I have to ask you, Nina, did the nominee enforce the prophylactic rule during his career? Mm, Natalie, he's got two children. Huh? Oh, no, the prophylactic rule that gives extra protection to a constitutional right? Oh, of course uh I, I knew that, Natalie. I just sometimes turn my brain off during these interviews. Senator Franken seemed to be really interested in the prophylactic rule. Nina, can you tell us about the, the case they discussed where Judge Gorsuch had written an opinion that may not have a precedential value? <sighs> Natalie, I'm really surprised that you keep forgetting the legal term for that. Mm, short attention span. What is it again? Really? We're doing this again? Come on. Tell me, Nina. Dictum. You're asking about a case where the judge wrote a dictum. Dictum? Damn near killed him. Turn down for what? Why do they still make me talk to you? Is that a dictum in your pocket or are you happy oh, to see fuck. me? I have to put up this every time. David Green would not Lick put him up and with this. Get me the head of NPR on the phone. How much uh, foreplay before the dictum? Shut up, Natalie. This is the Supreme Court of the United States. Dictum. And I'm Nina Totenberg. Dictum, damn near rectum. End scene. End scene. <laughs> poor Nina. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Nina. I told you I knew a guy once that wanted to name his cat Nina Totenberg. Oh. He said his next cat was going to be named Nina Totenberg. Aww. I hope he got that next cat. Yeah. What is with that far off look? I'm just trying to think of a way to change to make it cat-like. You know how there's the Bill Cosby and George, excuse me, George Clostanza. How do you make Nina Totenberg cat-like? Nina Totenberg? Totenpur? Totenberg? Yeah. I don't like it. Mm, okay. Well. I think that anyone that's that into Nina Totenberg probably already likes cats. I think that's fair, right? <laughs> that's fair. That was evidenced by me. <laughs> I like a good Nina Totenberg interview. I like when she... I like when she, you know, because you can't have audio in the Supreme right. Court. You can't have any kind of recording device. Mm-hmm. So all you can do is take notes and do transcription. And so she will act out sometimes major cases right. and the discussions uh, that go on. And she, each time she'll be like, you know, <laughs> Judge Roberts, you know, Justice Roberts, <laughs> you know. Justice Sotomayor, and then she she kind of almost does little affects to her voice yeah. a little bit just to to show that she is being, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. She's a national treasure. Mm. Nina or Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Nina. I feel like both. Oh, but. okay. 
Bofa. <laughs> Head shaking, everyone. Nina would say, and at this point, Lala was sh- shook her hand. Shook her, shook her head. I can't talk. Oh my God, you're I contagious. Shook my hand. You're contagious. Uh, how do they reach us? Um, they can find us at Radio Tatas on Twitter and Facebook. I'm still not on Twitter. Oh, that's right. We've got a few more weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Till I roll back the mm-hmm. rock. Call us at 512-716-0773, even yep. if it's for wrestling tips. Yeah, if you have, if you take umbrage with <laughs> Justin Valley's prediction, the, you know, give us a ringy dingy. We're, um, you know, ringy dingy? What? A ringy dingy? You've never heard? <laughs> yes, I have, but it's just so funny because I'm visualizing a dingy. <laughs> just floating. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm scared to say anything else. <laughs> you can email a script to radiotatas at gmail.com. You can find us, review us, rate On, us. Yeah. Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play. I'd like to know who gave us the one star on iTunes. Yeah. I'm very curious. Me too. I can't find that review. So, yeah, if anyone wants to fess up to being the one star bandit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Which just means we need more five stars. Everybody else, I think, was five. Mm-hmm. My, yeah. So. We are also on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And listen to our pod friends podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Please review us, <laughs> Presties, on iTunes. <clears throat> it's the best way to get people's attention. Nailed it. How was that? That was soft, meditative voice. Very soft, very meditative. You nailed it. Did good. Now, listen to our friend's podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) Atomic Rubbish. Let's see. Comedy Wham presents? Um, I think the most recent one is Joe Hafke. No. I think Avery might have been after. Avery is not the most recent. We're turning into atomic rubbish. What happened to you? I don't know. I have well, no it looks like we'll have two coming out very shortly. So <laughs> go back and listen to Adam Rabick. Go back and listen to Joe Hafke and Avery Moore because they're all excellent yes. interviews. Brian Gutman is the most recent. Is he? Yes. Okay. Yes. And yet we just... It was so good, it slipped our minds. <laughs> mm, yeah. Neither. You should go listen to Comedy Wham, by the way, right now. Don't even listen to the rest of this show. Just yeah, tune just out stop, right now. Switch over. It's on iTunes. New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon. 
Oh, my voice is about done. Uh-oh. It says my brain. Ooh, well, we're in the home stretch. Oh, home stretch. Oh, it's contagious. It is contagious. Oh my gosh. News for Mandy Statmiller. Motor Media Infomercial. Listen to his podcast. Go listen to his jingles. Goodbye from Maury's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're in Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> And then, as always, tomorrow night, Monday night, mm-hmm. the GD Dave, Dave Hill, Hill Show on WFM Naked People. <laughs> New. By the way, mm-hmm. why didn't I, oh my God, we did not mention at the beginning of the podcast, I feel like we should tack this on the beginning. Yes. That cup. Which one? The cup. Oh, the yes. Our friend cup. David, David B., Dave Bamundo. He did the coolest thing. I thought that was really sweet. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then we put out the challenge for others to do that as well. Yep. And we haven't seen a single (laughs) cup since. Nope. I think they were intimidated by how good his cup was. Mm -hmm. Yep. Don't be intimidated, people. Go make your own Radio Tatas cups. Yeah. How hard can it be to draw boobs? Yeah, Jeff. You did it all the time in science class (laughs) when you weren't paying attention. That's right. It's the only reason you looked forward to health class. Come on. Draw some boobs. Yep, yep. Jeff suggested that we get some merch of some cups to with that design. Jeff? Yeah. Child star Jeff. <laughs> yes. <sighs> TMP? And more. Yes. That stands for 10-minute podcasts, by mm-hmm. the way, which they rarely are anymore. Yeah, right. Some podcasts are slow and others And you take. don't know how long they last, but... That's why you listen to the 14 and 28 and sometimes 49-minute podcasts. Every single <laughs> one is turned into a TMP Plus, except there was one that ended at 10 on the nose, and I was like, mm. well, What's wrong? <laughs> then final plug for Kate's yes. stuff? Yes. Again, Kate, K-A-Y-T underscore tape. T-A-P-E, that's on Instagram. Go and look at the archive of her amazing work. And, it, you know, it's just gorgeous. I loved uh, the one that she did that's called Scuba Kiss is really one of my favorites. She did one with numbers. I don't have it written down the name of it, but it's 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 like numerical landscape, I think is the title oh. or something like that. And I thought of you when I saw it. Huh. But, um, yeah, so, again, if you're in the Jersey City area, go uh, go find that uh, place where she's doing her residency, mm-hmm. ASAP, because it looks like it's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. It is, um, oh, man, I wish I had my stuff together today. I'm so, uh That's okay. She's a cat lover, too. I know. So if you're lucky enough to check out her other... Instagram. She loves kitties. It's going to be at Lips in Newark. Okay. And that stands for Living Incubator Performance Space. Ooh. Uh, you can go to lipsnewark.com for more information. And it starts, I think, April 1st. Nice. And that's no joke. <laughs> awesome. Well. Yes. Do you think Charlie would be proud of us? <laughs> Wow. Trying to preserve your voice. Thank you. Because I know you're, you've got a show tune that you're going to close us out with. 
No, we don't. <laughs> you sure? I'm positive. It's not what we talked about beforehand. We planned it all out. You brought a costume and everything. Okay, fine. You have a makeup artist here ready to go? Yeah, you're right. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> sure, I think he would be very proud. Uh, well, well, this has been Radio, Radio Tatas. Tatas. And remember, until next time, talk, talk like, like no, no one's, one's listening. listening. Period sex, period sex. Lay down the towel, cause it's period sex. Oh, God. Listeners, we'd like to apologize if any of you felt cheated by the low energy of our performance today. I'm on a lot of meds. A lot of meds right now. And I really love Supreme Court stuff. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. Hmm. We'll yuck it up next time. Promise. <laughs>